The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast, featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and, when he decides to show up, Kevin Held. We are the perfect blend of Saints sincerity and stupidity. Dave, are the Saints ever going to play a football game where the referees are not apologizing to us after the game? No, at this point, it doesn't seem very likely, does it, Ralph? Does it? <laughs> it doesn't seem very likely that we're ever going to get a goddamn officiating crew that knows what the doing and doesn't up. And now, here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, everybody, welcome to a Sunday edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Uh, I hope you had as lovely a weekend as me. I went to New Orleans. I got drunk. I ate crawfish. I got more drunk. It was fantastic. Dave said he was exhausted, so Dave, I cut you a new, brand new, special open just for you to try to fire you up for tonight's show. Did you enjoy that? It's, I did. It sounds funnier with the when you bleep out the cursing for some reason. <laughs> Why? Uh, Why did, is that? I That's did, always that. That is a hundred percent certainty on everything. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like uh, you know, a woman looks sexier wearing a bikini than if she's naked. <laughs> I think it's like the same kind of thing. It's the, you know, it's what you, what you, what you can't see or what you don't hear, and it leaves it up to your imagination. And usually, your imagination is even funnier than the real thing, or or sexier in the, in, than the real thing. I guess in the case of the woman in the bikini. Well, well, I hope our voices are sexy because I think I finally conquered the banana meat stereo issue that we've been having so i i'm why, think- why would you why would you even say that jinx it maybe yeah. it's probably it probably sounds I like, like your, we're talking i like your new hole. headphone andrew you sound you sound great really <laughs> yeah you're not just patronizing me you I, really feel that way you're yeah you sound great the oh, openings awesome. the opening sounded terrible the opening sounded like it was it was recorded in a can a tin can <laughs> Yeah, but that was the old era. That was the old audio. In I fact, guess. Ralph should start recording new opens now that we have good sounding headsets. Yeah, we should. We I need to get. I need to get. Um, I need to get. Uh, My wife. To recut, recut the open uh, in the stereophonic joyous. I feel like this is only going to last a week until Skype gets the coronavirus, though. <laughs> a week. It this won't this last will be short lived. Yeah, yeah, we might not get through halfway through this episode. Yeah. Speaking of patrons, Dave has completed the order for the new uh, crew to taste some cup, so that's getting shipped to me. So every patron that is a ten probably getting patron, shipped to you this week coming up. So yeah, you let's have go. A so every you'll probably pa- have it by Friday. Every patron that is a ten dollar level, either new or current, you get the crew to taste some cup. Uh, My wife. We'll ship that to you on 
April 1st and it will get to you. So become a $10 patron if you're not because it's awesome. Uh, so the Saints, speaking of Taysom Hill, segue, uh, Dave, they made it official. They did the first round tender on him, which didn't surprise anybody. But I just want to take a moment to think about the and acknowledge the insanity that the dude who Andrew texted me, who the fuck is number seven on kickoffs in 2017? That dude went from <laughs> the Green Bay fucking practice squad to ex-quarterback covering kickoffs. And in three years, the Saints tendered him at the first round level because they're afraid to lose him and he may or may not be their future at quarterback. It's the right move to tender him at the first round level. I think we can get to that in a second. But just the insanity of that happening is pretty crazy town. It's it's a feel-good story. And uh, when the Saints go to the Super Bowl this year, it's a story that they're gonna, you're going to hear incessantly in those two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. It's going to be Taysom Mania. Uh, and you, all you're going to keep hearing about is how Taysom just worked his way all, all the way up to starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. Andrew, is there was there ever a doubt in your mind when you heard the news? Were you even slightly surprised that they did they did the first round tender? No, I mean I didn't know when the announcement was going to be made. Peyton, so, Peyton said they were using the. He yes. literally said we're going to use the first round tender on him. Yeah, so agreed. I guess like the only thing that I could have happened was that before they tendered him, they signed him to a long term deal, which I didn't expect to happen. But that was the only other scenario that was even plausible in my mind. So didn't surprise me whatsoever. I mean, it is the first domino of this off season. Um, so from here, it's just a question of, do they work out a long-term deal? And it sounds like they're trying to do that. It sounds like they're trying to get that figured out before he even hits restricted, restricted free agency. Um, but assuming they don't work out a deal, then it would just be, does another team sign him to an offer sheet and risk a first round pick? I, I have a hard time. I mean, I, I've said this many times now on the podcast, but I have a hard time seeing that happen. So I, I think worst case scenario he ends up signing this tender, and that's the deal he plays on this year. So, and you know, Andrew's audio now is to me. It sounds like you ever like going like on a helicopter ride, and you've got the headsets because the helicopter's so loud, and it's like the closed circuit <laughs> audio where it's like that's how you talk to the person sitting next to you, like through the microphone into the headsets. Like that's what Andrew sounds like. So is that good or bad? I don't know. I don't really know. But it's. I mean. It sounds clear. It sounds clear. It's just like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm sitting next to you on a helicopter and you're t telling me about things that are 30,000 feet below us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm going to have to listen afterwards to see what the hell you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. Have you, have you ever taken a helicopter ride where, and you wear the headphones and you, and you like talk? I, to I don't know that I have. If I did, it was when I was very young. Or, or like a NASCAR. It kind of sounds like you're talking to the pit crew. <laughs> God willing, I will never step in a heli in a helicopter um, my entire life. Like, I am deathly afraid of them. 
But yeah, you guys told me this was better. Are you changing your tune? No, it sounds it sounds fine on my end. But a lot of times, as veteran listeners of this podcast know, I'll be like, the audio's great, and then it's worse than a tin can. It's like two hobos underwater with tin cans. So who knows? Uh, hopefully yeah, in the I'm chat a little, room. I'm a little nervous. You've got you guys got me nervous. A little nervous. Yeah. So. Uh, before we go any further, I got to do this because uh, I'm very excited. We have a new sponsor that is spectacular, guys. Ooh, we are really, I'm incredibly excited about it. With home security, there's two ways to go about protecting your home there's the traditional way uh, a dog and a handgun, where you wait weeks for the technician to show up. And a messy trend installation that costs a small fortune, or there's the other way. Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in home security system. It's award-winning protection, two-time award winner of CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your home, whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. With entry, motion, glass break sensors, guard inside, you barely notice it's there. What's truly remarkable is you can set up the system all by yourself. Anybody can do it, even me. It takes 30 minutes to an hour top, tops, and there's no, uh, absolutely no trade-offs to your safety. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice, 24-7, and it's only 50 cents a day you can't even feed a starving child for that with no contracts that's why the verge calls simply safe the best home security system go to simplysafe.com slash team today and you get free shipping and a 60 day free trial you got nothing to lose make sure you go to simplysafe.com slash team simply simplysafe.com slash team we're excited about them. They're going to be really cool. They're, they're going to be sponsoring for the next couple months. Hopefully, they stay the entire year. That wasn't even difficult, and you had a hard time with it. <laughs> well, I, Dave, I, you're going to be reading that next week. Dude, Dave, I meant to send that Simply to you early, slave. but I totally forgot when we did Andrew's mic check uh, before the show. So, um, but Andrew... The thing about Taysom Hill is if let's assume the CBA for the players doesn't get done because it seems to me like it, it's leaning no. So I'm going to say it doesn't get done with Taysom. You think, the, have, you think the players voted down? I think they're going to vote it down. I think it's going to be close, but I think hmm. they're going to vote it down. So let's say the NFLPA seems convinced they're going to vote. Yes. Okay. Well, maybe that did that. Did something change today that I missed? No, no, nothing's changed. It's just, I don't know. I, I feel like the NFLPA, when they submitted it to the players, and obviously, why would they say otherwise? But the, the they said they were confident it was going to get approved. Okay, so maybe, so maybe my worst case scenario is really, really unlikely. Like it's going to get approved and they're going to have cap space. Loomis is going to have all his tools to do Loomis math and make it work. And, and it's just no big deal. 
Well, I think it's going to be close. I mean, if you look at uh, the NFL PA, I think it was voted. There was 11 people voting and six to five voted in favor. So that was really close. And then when they pulled the 32 team reps, it was 16, 15, and then one abstained. So both votes passed by one. Uh, So I think it was very close. But I think when we read online and we see these things on ESPN and everything, you're hearing from all the star players that don't want it and they all want to vote no. But what we're not hearing from is the majority of the league, which is the guys on minimum salaries. And that's like 50% of the league. And that's 50% of the voting pool. So, and I think for those guys, expanded rosters, uh, you know, increased minimums, uh, more practice squad spots, like that, those are all things that are going to extend the, those guys' careers. And I just think they're all going to vote yes. And we're not hearing about those guys because they don't have the platform and, you know, they don't have the, uh, the influence maybe, but, I, I really do think, I mean, I think it's going to be close, but I do think it'll get approved. Now, I could be wrong, um, but uh, I guess we'll see. But, you know, obviously it getting approved is the best case scenario if you're a Saints fan, if you're Mickey Loomis, because right now the Saints are one of the lowest in terms of cap room. Uh, and w- what you want Mickey Loomis to be able to do is cap shenanigans with Drew Brees' contract, uh, where he has voidable years. Um, and those are those are just things he's not going to be able to do if there's no there's no collective bargaining agreement uh, in the future. So uh, I guess we'll wait to hear and see what happens. But if you're a Saints fan and you're Mickey Loomis, you're rooting for this to work out uh, for the simple fact that that will allow the Saints to be more competitive this year. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see, Dave. The other thing, last thing on Taysom Hill there's Andrew was 100% right early. There's no way they do a long-term deal before March 18th with him. Uh right. Yeah. I I agree. All right. No way. So another fun thing that happened and I was fighting with Saints fans on the Twitters before I went to New Orleans for my birthday weekend. Uh, Green Bay announced that Jimmy Graham's not going to be back, and I was like, "The Saints come home, baby, come home, Jimmy Jimmy. Graham home." And people were coming at me saying that's a terrible idea, that I just have nostalgia, blah blah blah. First of all, I think it's a fantastic idea. It's absolutely the Saints, Andrew, have done this all the fucking time. (laughs) They love to bring back guys. It doesn't necessarily work out, but they do it all the time. Like it wouldn't be some sort of stunning thing that they brought somebody back. Yeah, I agree. I, I want Jimmy Graham to come back. Do you, Dave? Do you want Jimmy back? Uh, I, I mean, yeah. I think it's mostly nostalgia because you know Jimmy is a, a shell of of what he was back in what was that two thousand ten two thousand eleven. Uh, he, he's if he comes back, they're not going to put up the same numbers he was putting up back then. Um, do I think he could potentially help the offense? Yeah, I think he could. Is he good? He's good. Is he great? No, he's not great. He's good. Um, but even if he's not good, see, I think we're like Saints fans that are getting all worked up about this. They're seeing this all wrong. Like Drew Brees, this could be it for him. 
and he's got long history with Jimmy Graham. And if to me, if Jimmy Graham scores one time against the Falcons in Atlanta, spikes on the goalpost, and and gets flagged, it, it was worth it. Like they could, he could do nothing else the rest of the season. He could be terrible. He could enrage Saints fans. But if he gave us that one moment where we beat the Falcons in Atlanta and he got flagged for that touchdown celebration, to me, it would be all worth it. So when I think about fun and, yeah, there's a small part of me that's like, hey, what if Jared Cook and Jimmy Graham are on the field together at the same time? Uh, I still go back to that offense that the Patriots had when Tom Brady was able to utilize Gronk and Aaron Hernandez in their prime. Um, and obviously Jared Cook and Jimmy Graham are not those two players in their prime, but having both of those guys on either sides in the slots, it, it could be interesting. I, uh, I remember Jimmy Graham being old and looking like a hundred years old for green Bay in that playoff game. But then I see the gif that I put on the live stream card for the show tonight and it's him dunking the ball in Atlanta and I just get excited but Dave it got me to thinking the Saints have brought back a ton of guys which one has been the best because when I did the list of guys they brought back like it's a ton of guys it's Roman Harper Jari Evans Jonathan Goodwin Ben Watson um who am I forgetting Roman Harper Roman Harper, Patrick uh, Robinson, Patrick Robinson, Robert Robert Meacham, Robert Meacham. Right, uh, and and you asked this question, and I was, I was initially I was at a loss. I was like, oh yeah, you, you know, Andrew had thrown out all the, you know, the usual suspects, I guess I would say. But then, uh, you know, after a little round of golf or whatever, and some and some thinking about it, I uh, I came up with the definitive, the greatest player to ever come back in the Sean Payton era. And that's Dan Morgan. That's Dan Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) You'll remember Dan Morgan the first time when he signed up for the Saints and then uh, promptly retired. And then then he started feeling good and decided he was going to come back. And so he returned to the Saints. And then he retired again. He lasted one practice the second time, I think. Never even played a game for the Saints. Yeah. You know what the right answer to this question is? I just gave it to it's, you. It's probably John Carney, if we're being serious. Oh, yeah, that's true. You're right. <laughs> no, uh, no a, it's Dan that's Morgan. That's Oh, my God. I mean, is it John Carney probably the best rehashed player that Sean yes, Payton's ever real, brought like, back? Re- like from a, yeah, realistically, like as a legitimate answer, yes. I don't know, Jari Evans, because all those guys were garbage. When Jari Evans saved their ass though in yeah, 2016. But it, don't mistake that with him being good. He no, was just he wasn't than... good, but it was yeah. like it was like Flex Seal in a boat that was sinking, Andrew. You know, it's true. Flex Seal isn't great, but if your boat's fucking sinking, you know, it works great. So. But I think I think either John Carney or Dan, Dan Morgan. If I could find a Dan Morgan jersey to give away at the live show that we're planning for the fall, I think that would check every bucket list item of my life. Off. You'd have to like custom make it on on 
NFLshop.com or whatever. Speaking <laughs> of Dan's, you know what's going to happen. About six weeks into the season, Dan Arnold's going to get cut. Jimmy mm. Graham's going to get injured and put on IR, and the Saints are going to bring back Dan Arnold, and he's going to score a touchdown, and he will move to the top of this list. That would make Skooks so, so happy. And not to make the, this show political, but what's going on in politics has made Skooks really sad on the Twitters. And so I am for that because that would make that would give Skooks a moment of joy that he really needs. A little, little right olive branch. Little olive branch. Just just a just a little ray of sunshine in his life. Speaking speaking of olives, uh, Dave, how's your uh, your meal plan coming? Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I, I I meant to go over there. We were planning on going over there last weekend, but something came up, and so we didn't go. But it's uh, it's on my radar, and it's uh, was what came up your maybe... hatred of Olive Garden? <laughs> no, no, I, I think we had dinner plans with another family or something. Uh, but I'm I'm thinking the next week, week and a half, or whatever, it's going to happen. And, and meanwhile, Andrew, you can you can purchase those IPAs and get them ready. So. You... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to be clear on Jimmy Graham, though, just real quick, like, just be serious. I, I mean, it would have to be at a low cost. I, I just want to be clear about that. Like, I, I don't envision him playing more than maybe 20, 30 percent of the snaps if he makes the team. You know, he would be very much at this stage of his career kind of a uh, a role player, you know, that would have specific no, no. plays set totally. for him. So, I mean, we'd be talking about, you know, Less than five million for one Dude, year. Dude, less kind of than deal. three. Like, yeah. I think Jimmy Graham. His question is, it's going to be a question of, for him for twenty twenty. Do I want to play at such a low amount of money, and is it worth my time? And do I care enough to get re- to make my body ready to play for three, four million dollars? Because to run it back with Drew, he just might. <laughs> I mean, he was close to doing it until the Packers got reckless last time. The dude, and people don't understand and how excited Andrew was for that. There was like a forty-five minute window where, or like maybe it was longer, where it, like that shit was gonna happen. Andrew was so excited on the text messages and the calls that we were having. He might have been more excited about Jimmy Graham than any coming back than any free agent acquisition that I've ever seen him in the time that we've been doing the show. Like he was that fucking excited about Jimmy Graham. Is that sure. is that not accurate, Andrew? Accurate, accurate. <laughs> and people, we were excited, man. We got that we were going to get to break out the Jimmy Graham jerseys again. Like, you know, it would have uh, what what could have been, uh, and still could be. I mean, I honestly, I have no idea what he'd look like on the field at this point. But yeah, I saw him make a play, play for the Packers this a, year. He made a big he play a in that Seattle game. Huge play. Yeah. So, um. The other sort of NFL, the other sort of newsy item that isn't necessarily Saints related, but it sort of is, is the coronavirus. Look, we hope you're ready. Dave last week wore a mask to start the show, so we know Dave <laughs> is is completely ready uh, for coronavirus. But uh, professional teams, the NBA sent out a memo to teams: Hey, you need to prepare. 
to play in an empty stadium, you need to decide on like core staff that needs to be there, right? Because if the stadium's fucking em- empty, you don't need cheerleaders, you don't need vendors, you don't need the t-shirt cannon guy. Um, and the NFL is starting to do that a little bit. And I'm not going to talk about if that's weird, because that would be like unprecedented in American sports history, right, Andrew? But I was just thinking... Yeah. How fucking weird would that be for the players and how would it affect the game quality? Because playing in an empty stadium in a game that matters would just be something that and football players, they're not used to, right? It would be something we would be experiencing for the first time and hold they would on, be hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. For, no, the Falcon, would... for the Falcons, it would be business <laughs> as usual. Well, they could just pump in the crowd. He's through Arthur Blank loving it up by 25 I had to play it continue I mean I think yeah if you're asking what uh, teams would be most affected I, I definitely think the Saints and maybe Seattle you'd have to put them up there but you know the Rams <laughs> the Rams the Falcons uh, you know business as usual I think for those teams and the Chargers, you know, it would kind of be whatever for those teams. So, um, but no, I, I definitely think, it, man, it, it, we're in weird times. I mean, I, I know you guys don't follow tennis that closely, but uh, it was just announced right before the podcast that Indian Wells is canceled. Uh, and Indian Wells is kind of what they call the fifth slam. It's the fifth biggest tournament. I mean, all the players are there, Djokovic, Federer, and Nadal. They're all getting ready to play. All the top players playing it every year, and it, it's a big one. So, for that to get canceled, it's kind of like, where do we go from here? Um, and, you know, it, I think the NCAA tournament's going to be affected, NBA games potentially. Uh, and, uh, you know, the hope is that, well, anyway, we, we don't need to get down that whole rabbit hole. But uh, a lot of businesses, including my own, uh, potentially severely affected by this. So, uh, Mine as well. It's tough. Yeah. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. I mean, but here's the thing, Dave, you know, the, the, it, Italy's just, been hard, hit, hit really hard with the coronavirus. So, so prayers up for Alex Anzalone's family. <laughs> should I, should I play that or is that inappropriate? <laughs> but the thing with the coronavirus is I wonder if. Teams are teams are going to be so hesitant to give up that revenue, right? Because if you cancel all the games, you can't have refund the tickets, right? I wonder if fans are going to start making that decision for them in a sense of like this is the the football season is not starting until August. I mean, that is yeah. we're talking six months away. This is I am going to anticipate that all of this is going to have blown over uh, threefold. By the time the NFL comes around, it better be uh, over by June. I'm more so worried I can about take my trip. I'm more, more worried about 
Jazz Fests than I am worried about Saints games. Oh well, South by Southwest is canceled, and Coachella. Yeah, I, they're saying they're saying Coachella's about to get canceled. So I, I Coachella, would say man, those people are filled with disease as it is. Corona, they wouldn't yeah. even notice it. Yeah, those that's true. Dirty the Wook people. flu uh, it probably was already the coronavirus before they even knew what it was. So. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's too bad, man, because we have this great text chain. And I wish Kevin was here uh, because I remember we, we were talking about this on a text chain, and he had some amazing material that never made it onto this podcast. But I feel like I have to share it. Share. We had this back and forth, and uh, you, you were saying like. Like, you know, we were talking about the coronavirus and we said that, you know, Taysom Hill, you know, he, he's the cure. He's the antidote. If you could just get if you drink a drop of his blood or a drop of his sweat, uh, that's all you need. And you're cured, you know, because he's so amazing and so awesome. And uh, Kevin writes back. Yeah, but there's one problem. He doesn't bleed. <laughs> I just thought that was so amazing, and I wish that Kevin would been on the show to deliver that because some of his finest work. Yeah, really. I feel like there's a 35 40% chance when the Saints finally announce Taysom Hill's extension, he'll be like, oh, and by the way, in my spare time, I created a vaccine. Here's your antidote. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, the other thing that we completely – fucking ignored last week because we are a hardcore football podcast and people know that we take the analytics and the draft and that sort of thing very very seriously and I want to apologize we totally forgot about the combine and did nothing on it but today I felt like we needed to cover it so I was thinking being that we're all parents and fathers Dave if they had a dad combine of like events to <laughs> prove how great a father you were you were what kind of events would they have at the dad combine i thought of two while i was at the airport yeah oh yeah yeah airport that's a good place for 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 testing your your dad patients uh I, i've got a few one is um you know a piggyback ride contest like a you know like a, a marathon you got to do like 26.2 miles but with your kid on your back the whole time <laughs> Um. Uh, oh, you run the forty-yard dash with your with your kid on your back. Um, the other one is w- which dad can last the longest when your kid is just asking you the same question over and over. <laughs> see that? I was gonna a, say just have a kid a, go. <laughs> see, I was gonna say that would replace for like the, five minutes and see, see how long car. it takes for the dads to break. See, I was gonna yeah, say that would replace the wonderlick. Before you turn, before you turn a, <laughs> like before you the, have to do an most, activity. While your child, while a child is just peppering you with question after question after question, and if you can handle it and complete the task, then you pass that skill portion. Yeah, can you tolerate a child without snapping? Right, without <laughs> yeah. threatening, threatening to turn the car around. <laughs> I also thought you put them in the airport and you tell people that your carousel has changed from carousel three to carousel eight and you have to move from carousel three to carousel eight and get your bags without your child ending up on the conveyor belt with the baggage I'm i feel saying- like the opening night of this dad dad combine it should be all fun and games where they take you out 
and they give you a bunch of shots and they get you trashed <laughs> and you think it's oh this is gonna be amazing it's so fun like you have the best night out you get home at 2 a.m and then your alarm goes off at 5 30 and they're like time to get up time to change a diaper you know and just you're trying to deal with that hungover that would be a good test i think the day i would dave i would watch the dad combine if they put it on the nfl network i would be intrigued I would definitely. I didn't watch any of the actual combine, and I would totally watch the dad combine. This is how our podcast has evolved over the years. Me and Andrew actually used to give a shit about the combine. The, literally, the only thing Andrew texted me about the combine was Jordan Jefferson ran a four four. Now he's never going to drop to twenty four for the Saints. Fuck. I think that was the exact text, was it not, Andrew? That was it, and that, that was pretty much the only thing. Um, I I have really just – I still see on Twitter a lot of people like, did the Saints interview this guy? Did they, did they spend some time with this guy? And what I've learned over the years is that, man, half the guys they draft, they interview the guy, and they're like, hey, did you meet with the Saints? And they're like, no. nope, never, never interacted with any of them. And I, I just feel like, yeah, they're – I mean, they, they they have to interview so many guys, and it's like a hundred guys. So they're going to talk to everyone, and even so, they may still draft a guy they don't talk to. So trying to make sense of that and trying to predict, I you just get no clue into what they're thinking or what they're going to do based on that information. So chasing that down, and in fact, I feel like you see it being reported less and less because it's become clear that reporters don't give a shit about it because they've realized it means nothing. And they're like, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time and energy chasing this information down because it, it gives us nothing. No, I think it's true. I mean, Dave, has your interest in the, I feel like my interest in the combine, I care more about the XFL than I care about the combine. I'm watching the XFL right now. And that's longer than I watched the combine this year. So, by the way, it felt great that my Houston Roughnecks won a game off of an officiating blunder. That was amazing. Oh wow, they did. Wow. Did you guys see that? Did we talk about Kikaha retiring? No, we didn't. Not enough. He didn't. He said he didn't retire. He just had a family situation. Oh, he's back. He'll be. He'll be back like next year or eventually. But he didn't retire. Uh, so I guess uh, technically Andrew is still winning uh, the XFL uh, situation. Well, has your guy caught a pass? No. But, I, <laughs> but, he's, but he's Literally the only thing he has to do is catch like a three-yard out and you win at this point. And he still can't do that. He still can't do that. He's still catching checks. <laughs> uh, well, that might be enough. So, I don't know. Kikaha forced a fumble before he pseudo-retired, so I feel like Simi Cobbs has to at least catch a pass for you to win. Yeah. So uh, before we get to uh, the mailbag questions, which people didn't send in, we needed them tonight. We need your ridiculous questions during the offseason. That's, that's when we need listener participation the most, okay? Uh, but before we get to that, there was one other coronavirus-themed topic that I wanted to discuss, and this was a question uh, that, that a person asked that I'm gonna, we're going to answer later, but I, they asked their question, and it made me think of something. And this is, if you had to be quarantined for a month, 
Dave, because you got the coronavirus, and you could only watch one Saints season over and over again, but it couldn't be 2009. Which Saints season would you watch over and over oh, again? Oh, this is easy. Yeah, I mean, I th- I would assume we're all going to have the same answer, but I mean, I would think you you'd want to watch uh, 2006. Andrew, uh, that is correct. Uh, yeah. Hey, Kevin. Hey. Wait, what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I was lurking, Dave. Oh, that's weird. Wait, were you? Uh, I guess you weren't here when I told the podcast about your Taysom Hill not bleeding joke. No, no, I wasn't. Uh, well, I was, I was uh, talking about our text chain because I felt like you needed credit for that. Oh, I appreciate joke. that. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Anyway, so, I mean, you're a fine yeah, human two, being. I don't care what Dave says about you. Two, <laughs> 2006. You get the Gleason block punt. Drew's first year. Colson's first year. Streve's first year. Roman Harper's first year. Reggie Bush's first year. You get the Gleason block. Yeah, you get the black punt. You get the black punt in week three. I was going to pick 2011 personally. Uh, I I thought we'd all be in agreement on that. That that was just the year where Jimmy Graham, Sproles, and Sproles broke the all-purpose record. I mean, the offense was dropping 50 on everyone, it felt like. And, I mean, that was was the year they broke the record for most yards. So that would be my pick just because offensively they were completely unstoppable. You get an extra game with the 2006 season. Yeah. I, do you, no, they had a bye. So there was no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. You're right. Kevin, what season, if you were quarantined for a month and you had to watch one Saints season over and over again, but you couldn't watch 2009, what would you pick? Oh, I would take, uh, I would take 2006. Oh, wow. See, I think I thought about I'm outvoted this. here. I'm going old school because 2011, 18 is just the ending is just too painful. I thought about this past year because it was fun with Teddy Bridgewater playing, but I went old school 2000. You get mm. you get 10 and six. You get Aaron Brooks when he's warm and cuddly and new, and we don't hate him. Uh, you get Hakeem drops the ball, and you get a playoff loss that you just, people, we were so euphoric after winning the first playoff game. We didn't even care. Like so, I think I'd go two thousand. I think I'd go two thousand. You get Hazlitt shenanigans of like fake punts with Fred McAfee. Uh, so I went. I went two thousand old school. Uh, <sighs> I just my- knowing how that ends though, with Aaron Brooks and Jim Hazlitt. I- yeah. I, I could never look at them the same. Like, that would not be enjoyable for me at all compared to some of those Sean Payton years we just talked about. Um, hey, we got to read this question because my dad just asked it on the uh, chat, on, on the YouTube chat, and this one is, is great. Uh, he says, are there any other Saints, former Saint free agents out there we need to worry about? <laughs> That's good. That is rich. I mean... Um, I guess yeah, who, like who's if they, out there that we could bring back besides Graham? Is there anyone else? I guess maybe if they had like a catastrophe at corner and everybody exited and a couple of people co- caught the coronavirus, and Cincinnati, I think they're going to release B.W. Webb. They could bring oh, him back. God, that could that, uh, that could be bad. Yeah, that would be bad. Senio uh, Kelamete, is he available? No, Bryce Harris is always out there and for the ret and ready. 
and willing to collect a paycheck. Um, that's about it. Uh, I wish Mark Ingram was available. I know Dave <laughs> does. Oh, yeah. Kevin, he, as we get to these questions that people have asked, here's a really interesting question. If the NFL had to play games in front of with no crowds because of coronavirus, would you attempt to sneak into the game? Hmm. I, I would think you'd get seen pretty easily if you're the only person in the fucking stadium. <laughs> right. Right. Just there's one asshole up in the terrace. Can somebody go get him? Um, I just I don't understand that. If you're willing to go, like, and you sign a waiver that says you're going of your own free will, I guess they want to limit the spread of it. Never yeah. mind. I guess I answered my own question. Sorry, Kevin. Keep going. No, I was just going to say, you know, you'd have to sneak down on the field and sort of disguise yourself as a uh, random crew person or something. Like you couldn't be in the you couldn't be in the stands. Here's a question from Alfredo, which I think is fantastic, and it led to my previous quarantine question, but I think we should all answer it. So, But, Dave, I'll start with you. Which host would survive the longest in the mandatory two-week quarantine of all of us? Oh, uh, m- me, because I could just I- – I could probably live months off of my uh, candy, my assorted candy collection. Yeah, there's bored. nothing that coronavirus can do to Dave's insides that his his habits haven't already done. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm so addicted to Twitter. As long as I have an internet connection, I won't get bored. Like, it, I'll just up my I'll just up my Twitter time from six hours a day to twelve, and it'll be fine. Like, Kevin, could would you just? You really are addicted. It's amazing. Like, I I think I'm on Twitter. I think I'm on Twitter a lot, and then, like, I'll get a tech. I'll, I'll, like, check. Oh, did we lose Andrew? Is Jude still there? Is he gone? Did we lose him? <laughs> I think we lost him. We lost Andrew with his new headset, and we – he warned me, though. He told my stupid crippled ass not to brag about the audio at the top of the show. Did he not, Dave? <laughs> He, he told did. me. He told me not to, and I did it anyway. So this it's is all fault. your fault. It's my fault. It's all my fault. You flew too high, Icarus. You flew too high. <laughs> By the way, so the XFL released a statement regarding the Houston Roughnecks they did. Seattle game. Uh, Seattle's uh, this should not have ended. Should not have ended the way it did. The replay showed clearly that the knee. This must have been Vin- Bill Vinovich that was. Refereeing this game. Replays showed clearly that the knee of Houston's quarterback touched the field, rendering him down. And the fourth down play officially completed with approximately two seconds remaining on the clock, which turned the ball over to Seattle on downs. With a nine-point differential in the score, Seattle was denied an opportunity to tie the game. Mm. Boom. The XFL. Uh, at, least they, at least they took accountability. Wow. I mean, what, what, I mean, they did that what? Less than twenty-four hours later. Yeah, same day. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Andrew, do you want to continue your thought before you faded into the black hole? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Um, I don't even remember what I was saying. Wasn't important. No. 
So uh, that, but that's inter- that's interesting to me about the gambling uh, portion of this is that as sports gambling becomes legal everywhere, do you think, Dave, that leagues like the NFL are going to have to be quicker? To do this, or is the NFL always just going to give us the double fingers with bad uh, officiating? Nah, they'll always give us the double fingers. <sighs> oh, we have a uh, no incentive. We... They have no incentive to change. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, we have a wrestling question. Uh, nice. Is the new wrestling league? The I don't know what that is, but is that going to challenge the the WWE? No, no, it no. it and uh, and it doesn't have to. Um, so they're they're getting oh I I I think the last number I remember them getting like viewer wise they got nine hundred thousand viewers on a Wednesday night. That's pretty um, that's X that's XFL numbers now though. Right, um, and it's actually higher than what TNT was getting before that wrestling show came on. So that's why TNT was so happy to sign them to like a three-year extension. It's like, oh, you've increased our viewership on a Wednesday night. Here, have more money. Um, and and they're already beating the the WWE show that comes on Wednesday night in in viewers and in the uh, valuable demo. I don't know if it's eighteen to thirty-five or eighteen to forty-four or not, but they routinely beat them in that. But they're never going to get the sort of money. Uh, they'll never have the sort of income flow and the the sheer number of people on the roster to compete in that regard. But again, they don't have to. It's it's like you can have a small. It's it, it's like saying I'm gonna I'm gonna start a brewery and compete with Budweiser. You why you don't have to like so many. So you could get bought out by them. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, like the guy that owns the, the guy that owns AEW is the son of uh, the Jaguars owner. I mean, they got more money than Vince McMahon. In th- in theory, if that was the case, they could buy Vince out. But it's, it's you can have your own, like, like Dave. If Gil Dan came to you and were like, "We want to buy your thing. We want to buy the, uh, the the your T-shirt empire." Uh. You know, in theory, they just could just write you a check and say, "All right, get get out." Okay. <laughs> Dave is like, "Please." All right. Promise? Okay. okay well, we've already established. We've already established. Dave is prepared to sell out. But, <laughs> but the point is, is that if you're giving me a big check, you don't have to be the top the 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 top dog in order to you know make money and uh and have an audience dave now. how would you yeah. spend your how would you spend your days if you didn't have to run the t-shirt imprint how would you spend your days of leisure just would you You'd just... finally watch the godfather <laughs> uh i'd probably start another business but i would i would like you know i don't know pick up my kids at school in the afternoons and uh yeah i'd probably start some other business though no, I thought you were gonna just say I you, you just I, I thought you were just gonna say I'm just gonna stuff my face with candy, and um, get. <laughs> that doesn't the sound healthy. That doesn't sound. <laughs> Sounds enjoyable. With though. all that money, you can just buy all the insulin shots you'd need. 
Uh, Andrew, we have an actual football question. Somebody asked. Um, Football. Football. Connor asks, first free agent signing for the Saints on March 18th. Guard, receiver, or, or mystery player? Uh, hmm. I, I'm going to go mystery player. Ooh. Uh, yeah, you know, I think one thing that's kind of underrated on this team, I mean, I, I definitely think guard and receiver up there, and they're important. Um, but right now, corner is kind of a sneaky, unsettled, or I'll, I'll, I'll even just say defensive backfield with Vaughn Bell and everything. I would say that's sneaky, unsettled. And, you know, the interesting thing about the NFL is that a lot of people have said that the fullback position um, is dying out. But rarely do we talk about the off linebacker being a position that's dying out. Um, and, and the game is such now that you really need five and maybe six guys on the field that can cover at all times. And the Saints don't have that right now. I mean, they have Jenkins, they have Lattimore, they have Marcus Williams. They, they maybe have three. Uh, so they Patrick Robinson, maybe you give him four, but they need to add some guys because the thing about it is Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's a guy I missed there. But but um, th- the thing is, if, if you don't have enough cover guys, the offense, like the, the skilled position guys, the quarterbacks, the rules, the offensive coordinators, they've just gotten too good. They will find that one guy that can't cover, and they will burn him over and over again if you leave him out there. So uh, I, I think you know, the old saying that Sean Payton always drops, which is you need you can't have enough cover, guys. I think that's something they're going to have to pay attention to. Kevin, I think we just got a nominee for question of the year or question of the quarter, first quarter of 2020. What? NFL person could get coronavirus that would cause the national media to have breaking news and break into programming whenever it was discovered. Have to be either Goodell or Tom Brady. See, I mean, I mean, really, really, and truly, if any NFL player got it. That would be huge breaking news because they would love to run with that. Uh, it wouldn't even matter who it was. I, I was thinking about this earlier. I think the player who it would be most dangerous for him to have coronavirus is Drew Brees because always licking his fingers, always touching his face, licking his fingers. He's going to spread that shit. He is going. Drew Brees is going to spread coronavirus no. like 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 no. nobody's fucking business. See, I was thinking when. When I saw this question, I was thinking, Andrew, I wasn't necessarily thinking player. Touching the football. I was thinking Bill Belichick because he's in the the danger area age-wise. I was thinking like a coach because they're old. So I was thinking, I was thinking if Belichick got coronavirus, like the whole fucking world stop. Uh, Not that we want anybody to get coronavirus, but if if I think if Bill Belichick got coronavirus, like the world would like NBC would cover that shit nonstop, is what I'm saying. Like if if Drew Brees got coronavirus, they'd be like, ah, Drew Brees got coronavirus, and in other coronavirus news, blah 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 blah. But if Bill Belichick got that shit, oh, oh my god. 
Yeah, there'd probably be a round the clock health update. You know, how he's doing, how he's feeling today, what he had for lunch. We'd probably have to suffer through all that. All right, gentlemen. This is going to wrap up the fo- the podcast. Uh, thanks for joining uh, us. Wait, you know who's you know who's the uh, TV announcer on this XFL broadcast? Who's that? One of the two guys in the booth. Joey Galloway. All right. So, Famous Saints killer. we got to wrap it up because the banana meter is flashing all sorts of warning lights. This is the new audio account. So consider becoming a $10 patron to get the Crudit Hazen Cup in April. We love you guys. For Andrew, for Dave, for Kevin, who busted in like Norm for cheers. Thanks for joining us, Kevin. Everybody, until next week, the bar is closed.